0: welcome to another edition of my uh, untitled podcast. Uh, I'm John and with me today I have a, a close friend. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself. My name's Anthony Norcus aka Norcusa. Norcusa? Is that Norcusa. how you actually say it? Yeah. It's funny you say that because I used to get it all fucked up when I would see it and I'd be like Norcus USA and I would realize that I'm putting way extra <laughs> letters onto it Yeah. and then uh, when I figured I was like oh it's Norcus A because your first name is Anthony and I get it now. I felt so dumb that it that's took me right. that long to figure it out. Really, I'm not. <laughs> no. Ah. Um. Tony and I have a a long history together in the <clears throat> last few years of uh, working together for local spins. Uh, Tony does uh, photography uh, for shows, and I've been. I think I write. <laughs> sometimes, I yeah, like I just, uh, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I just. Sometimes I feel like I just throw words out there and think that it's an accurate representation of what what's happening. Um. But I wanted to talk to you today about, uh, you know, how you got into photography, concert photography. A little bit about your your day job. Um, so let's, I guess, let's start at the beginning. What uh, what got you into photography? Um,
1: well, back when I was in high school, I would just uh, I, I I would just hang out with my friends, and I just wanted to get pictures. I just wanted to document that. I I just I bought a. I actually didn't buy a camera. I, I had a. Uh, I took my brother's old point-and-shoot. It wasn't even thirty-five millimeter. It was um, this is back in the film days, by the way. This is pre-digital.
0: So, '90s, '80s, somewhere in there. Yeah, like
1: early '90s. Okay. Um, I just had a camera laying around. Um, bought some film for it. Started snapping away. Um, it was kind of like I, my thing. I'd always have a camera with me. And uh, eventually, my mom took notice. She was an uh, artist. She worked for an uh, ad agency. She was an artist there. And Here in she, town, or yeah, in uh, Grand Rapids. Okay. And uh, she, you know, she tried to nurture my my artistic ability. She always has. She was really cool about that. And uh, um, she saw me playing with the camera, and she's like, "Look, you do
0: get on a report card. Uh, well, I'll buy you a camera." And um, was that a, was that an incentive based on? Sorry to pry. Were you not like the greatest student? Like because sometimes whole, okay, I was gonna student, say, parents student. parents only do that when you're when you're not excelling at something. <laughs> yeah, I always had to be bribed
1: with uh, with uh, things. things. Yes, and uh, the camera was one of them. And I don't think I actually tried any different that year. I just I happened to luck out and I got <laughs> <laughs> I got good grades at that semester. And I'm like, all right, no uh, no failing or D grades. So um, let's get that camera. So then I, I upgraded to a, a Pentax a K1000 and. Um, I just started shooting away like crazy. I didn't actually know what I was doing half the time, but, um, I would just get books from the library. I'd read up on it. Um, before I, I took, the internet. Yeah, before the internet. <laughs> I actually you had, had to take, use the card catalog. Yep, yeah, exactly. And, uh, took a few classes. I went, I did a class at Kendall for, um, pre-college students. Okay. Um, it just kind of like learn, learn your way around the dark room and, uh, stuff like that. I how to use a camera. Um, because my, my high school was, was pretty shitty about that. We didn't actually have a formal class, even though we had yearbook, um, nobody really taught you how to operate the dark room or camera like that. It was just kind of like, basically this, this is what you do. This is how you get your images out. So, um, that's kind of how I got started.
0: Now, did, uh, did you have like a, a natural, like, were you instantly good at it or was it a, a slow, like, I want to be good at this. So I'm willing to put in the, the time and the effort to, to get better.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even kind of a question of, like, what I wasn't even questioning if I, what I was doing was good or not. It was just something I liked doing. I liked, you know, going out with my friends, taking some snaps here and there. Um, after doing it a while, I kind of picked up on a few things, like get closer, you know, because for the early shots I was taking, it would be kind of far away. I'm like, well, you got to fill up the frame, you know, and once I started filling up the frame, things would look better. And then once I got that taken care of, then I'd move on to other things, like, uh, um, you know, shutter speed, aperture, depth of field. It started getting more uh, in depth with it. And, uh, um, yeah, I, I progressively, I, I learned over time after just kind of hands-on experience, which is kind of what I am. I'm more of a hands-on kind of guy.
0: Now I had, uh, talked previously on one of these with, uh, uh, Chris Bentley who went to Kendall as well for, uh, like painting and, and art in general. Um, a common, did you, to, did you actually go to Kendall like after you graduated high school or was the little bit of time your pre-college thing, like the time there?
1: No, I. It was just pre-college. My, I always asked my mom to send me to Kendall, and she's like, "No way, it's too much money. You can't go." It's, uh, it's probably a good idea though, too.
0: I was gonna say I wanted to before I fully ask the question. I wanted to preface by seeing if you actually went uh, full on, but uh, between Chris and, and a few other people I know that have gone to Kendall, I've I've heard that while they have an amazing facility and stuff like that, that the kind of negative about them is that they kind of don't like harvest in a very creative environment it's it's very by the numbers like if you don't do this or it doesn't look like like let's say you're like let's say like today like the, you know for an example like people were like we're we're studying tony norris's photography and and all the things that you know make it his style do like tony does and then bring in your best versions of what he does but then like when it comes time to doing your own art it would be like well you didn't follow these types of people who have come before you so it's not it's not good you know, like they kind of do shit like that where they just kind of shit on what you're doing because it's not necessarily what they know and what's kind of been the the standard. So I didn't, I kind of, I kind of enjoy talking to people who have gone to see like, did you find that your time at Kendall or any kind of a creative arts school nurtured or hindered your creative process? Um, it's tough to say, I guess it'd be more kind of a neutral
1: uh, experience. Um, I, I was I, I kind of mm-hmm. criticize it just because um, a lot of the critiques that we, we did when um, or I did when I was at school is it wasn't even that um, that good of a critique. They, they were just kind of like basic like, well, it looks good. It's probably exposed. Um, they didn't really get into like the meat the, and bones of like why a photo works. It's almost like they would never say anything negative, and I kind of – I didn't like that. Like okay. I mean, because I, I could take
0: You can take the cr- criticism. Yeah, the criticism, yeah.
1: And so, yeah, it was, that was basically like how much – how it was at whatever school I was at. Like the – it was almost like they didn't want to make you – the photographers cry or anybody <laughs> like that. It was like – and I, I kind of
0: resented it for that. I just wish it was a little more abrasive. So you spent your time in your year, yearbook kind of mm-hmm. learning and then kind of just – through old-school research, looking through books, uh, were there any local artists or artists in general that you looked up to for photography that you kind of were, like, trying to emulate or look up, like, emulate the style to, to at least kind of learn how to to do it? Yeah,
1: um, well, this is back, like, pre-internet, so I didn't really know a whole lot of uh, photographers, like, especially in the area. Um, uh, my teachers, there were some teachers that um, I, I liked, I admired, but... I mean, usually there were, like, just these older guys who would do, like, four-by-five, like, large-format things, real boring boring subject uh, <laughs> matter, where it was just, like, landscape stuff, and I hated landscape. I, I still kind of do, but... Um, it just... I didn't really have anybody else that... Any other photo friends... Like, I had a few friends with cameras, but... That we'd hang out, but I never actually really... Anybody that we could talk to... Talk to with? Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, so, at that point, like did you continue going to like college for photography or was it more at that point, just a passion and then you did other things?
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess the, for my family, I mean, the plan was like, like as soon as I graduate high school, like, yeah, you're going to college, you're going to school. I mean, um, this is what, this is part of your plan. I'm like, all right, I never really questioned it. So the only thing I was really good at, uh, at that point was photography. I was a horrible student. Uh, I was okay at art, but I still had problems doing assignments on time and, Sorry if you can hear that, I'm opening Sour Patch Kids for us to eat. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I'm sorry, I got sidetracked by Sour Patch Kids.
0: Sorry, you're talking about going, college was always the predestined yeah for you.
1: Yeah, um, so I never really questioned it, and it was the only thing I was really good at, so I kind of did go with the intention of just majoring in photography. And you ended up going to school where? Well, I started at... Uh, Grand Rapids Community College. Okay. They have a good photography program? Oh, they had a great program. Really? Yeah, very good uh, program. Jonathan Russell was my uh, main instructor. I think he just retired, but um, yeah, he he was there for years and years, and he was kind of a dick to me, (laughs) but I mean, I appreciate that. It was kind of hard. He actually threatened to kick me out of his class one time because I left a a print in the wash too long, which is kind of weird because it wasn't really contaminating anything. It was... Just a print in the wash after you develop it, you know, he's to put it in the wash for 30 minutes. And I don't know, he that really pissed him off, so he said, Yeah, do that again, and uh, we can kick you out. I'm like, All right, so I didn't do that again, but um, yeah, uh, he, he was a strict dude, but he uh, um, he was a good teacher. And then after I did two and a half years there, and I did a semester at Western Michigan. Oh, really? Yeah, what when were you down there? Uh,
0: that was like 97, winter of 97. Shit, you were down there when I lived down there. No kidding. I found out that so many people were in, and this is totally a side tangent, but like my wife and I, Bridget, she was going to originally go to Western and then she like fell ahead of falling out with a friend and didn't go. Um, but like our friend Craig, who I think you've met a couple of times, yeah. uh, he was down in Western and lived down in the area, down in this like student ghetto when I lived down there. So it's like there was like a weird time where we were there and occupied a lot of the same places at the same time but just didn't know each other. Oh, crazy. So it's weird looking back like 10, 15 years later how you're able to be like, I was at this thing too or I used to go here too around the same time you, like somebody else was that you are now friends with and be like, huh, wonder if we ever met. Like very serendipitous uh, to, to have yeah. that occurrence.
1: I, um, I was only there for uh, one semester time. though. Um, oh, okay. So well, then I probably didn't see you. Yeah, <laughs> I just right. spent a
0: minute and a half talking about that, and you're like, "No, that never happened." Yeah,
1: I, I just I was at uh, GRCC for like two and a half years, so I just I wanted to get out. I wanted to experience like the, the college life, the real instead of having to commute to school and live at home. And that was kind of a mistake. I I partied a little too hard. I <laughs> don't uh, call it wasting for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, I, I I barely got out of there with you know passing grades and. Um, and it was kind of a stupid decision in the first place, and so most of my credits didn't transfer over. And But like I said, I just wanted to experience the uh, the college life. So I did that for a semester, got out of my system, and then I got into uh, um,
0: uh, Grand Valley. And then I just finished up my, my Does Grand Valley. dude. Do, now does Grand Valley and or – like I know Western has a good like teaching program, but actually you would have was, – uh, was the photography stuff in East Hall as well down at Western, or was it like adjacent to it? I believe so. Like It's, okay. it's been a while. And I was going to say, East Hall is where like, all of us like, miscreant kids uh, used to hang out since there was nowhere else for us to go. So I spent many a time at East Hall, and the only thing I really know about is that that's where all like your uh, um, art students went. So I wasn't sure if uh, the yeah, think photography that... stuff was in there as well, or if it was like in one of the other uh, buildings or whatever and i just recently saw something that apparently the misfits played there in like 1983 or 82 oh no call yeah well like, i had no idea i didn't either the things you learn on the internet yeah um now gbsu like they they have a good school like again maybe if i actually went to college i would probably know a little bit of this but i never did so that's why i asked people about their college experiences and
1: yeah it was a pretty good program um it was this it was kind of more like GRCC, um, okay. the uh, the teachers there. I mean, they they're really knowledgeable, but I mean now it's it's like you don't really need to go to school to study photography. I mean, you got like YouTube <laughs> yeah. videos you can learn. I mean, do you really do you really believe that, or are you just kind of saying that because like. It, yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of use some things that I learned, like, um, back then, now, like, when I, like, editing photos, like, I, I studied a lot of color, like, I took color classes, and, and that helps with, like, color correction and shit like that, but, um, yeah, I mean, most, majority of it, I mean, it's just, I mean, stuff you could pick up, you just pick
0: up from, um, hands-on experience. So, so. sorry to have cut you off again, but the, uh, so, at that point, you went back to, came back up here to GR, and then went to, uh... GBSU. Yep. And then ended up graduating, or did you just decide no graduated
1: more college? Graduated. Oh, okay. After uh, I think six years
0: in college. <laughs> well, you know, you gotta figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Which is what
1: I did. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I finally graduated, and but by, by that time I was just so burnt out on it. Like I just I wouldn't pick up a camera. I didn't like didn't have my gear was shit. Um, everybody was moving to digital, so I just kind of. Put it on the back burner, and I just got a job working in a factory, um, just just kind of doing this boring life shit, and uh, just kind of forgot about it for a while.
0: All still while, I mean, when you say put it on the back burner, like not taking photos at all, like just, it's a- Yeah, just it not, I mean, with it.
1: yeah, and people would ask me like, oh yeah, you uh, you went to school photography, you graduated, uh, I need some photos, family photos, or I know somebody's getting married and a wedding. Um, can you, can you take some photos? And I'm like, nah, I would always refer to somebody else. <laughs> I like, I, my, I don't, I don't really have the equipment for that. Um, and my gear was, is kind of funny because I just, I, I, think about it sometimes how my, going through college, like, just like shitty my gear was. Um, which, I mean, you don't really need a great camera or anything like that. They always say, you know, it's not about the, 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 the camera, but it's about the photographer. But when you make it your, you know, major and when you go to school for that long, you probably invest some money in gear. And I never really did that. So um, I just kind of get by with, you know, bare-bones equipment, and just get by with what I had. Um, Yeah, so when people would ask me to shoot stuff for them, I would be like, "Ah,
0: probably not a good idea. Now, you had talked about uh, when, like, that you learned on film, and then going to digital. So... How much of a learning curve was that? Like was, was were you coming in at a time where digital was just kinda of starting to come in or not not oh, necessarily already, really at
1: all? It, digital was already pretty established. Was it? Um by the time I got in. I mean I think I got my first real digital camera like in it was what, two thousand nine? Whenever like the the, the Canon seventy came out, that was like my first like digital SLR. So the the digital age has already been well established and um that was kind of like where everything was going it was pretty obvious so yeah it, it took me a while to get in a digital or just the desire to pick up another a camera again and invest money back
0: into it did you keep all your stuff or was it like a, a hobby very much similar to like musical gear or shoes or things like that where you're like oh i have all this stuff but i'm not going to do anything with it anymore so i guess i'll sell it did i keep all my old gear yeah yeah, I you actually well, kept it you didn't sell it more well, times <laughs> I did I did actually sell uh, one camera
1: um, and actually a couple cameras I kind of was kicking myself because like right um, before I started get back into film again I mean I was shooting digital for a few years and I, I sold some film cameras and um, I sold some of my old film stuff um, which I still have but the one I sold one camera um, which I ended up buying another of because I missed it, uh, <laughs> it was, um, but uh, yeah, it was about fifty fifty. I sold the expensive stuff and kept the
0: cheap stuff. So, um, so at that point, when did you when did you start getting into concert? Actually, before I we get into the concert photography part, let me ask you this. I've no like another thing. A, a facet of our friendship is it's collecting vinyl. Have you always collected vinyl, and how long have you been into music? Because I I feel like that's kind of the other. Bigger part of your your story of why I, I wanted to talk to you because you kind of have hands in many yeah. many uh, collecting collectible things. Well, I remember buying
1: vinyl before like the resurgence. Was, yeah, like back when I was like fourteen, fifteen. We'd uh, me and my friends we'd go to uh, uh, Vertigo or not Vertigo, but um, Vinyl Solution back before it was Vertigo back on Twenty Eighth Street, and we have our uh, moms drop us off there. We'd hang out for like a couple hours, just looking through records, CDs. And uh, yeah, subway was right next door, so we'd get a subway, take a break, and then come back and look at some <laughs> more, look at more records. Um, but yeah, I remember uh, buying like Misfits on vinyl. God, um, what else did I get? Just I wish I still have. By the way, like, a
0: lot of punk rock stuff because I, I was really into punk back then. Ryan was telling me that apparently you have an impressive punk collection. That he wants to see. Oh yeah. And I was like, really? Punk music? That's. I was see him grabbing other shit, so I was kind of surprised when he mentioned that.
1: No, that's what I grew up on, punk rock, um, Descendants,
0: you know, Misfits. So were you going to a lot of shows then as a kid?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I was. Um, God, where, where did I used to go to shows? Around Grand Rapids. Um, God, we, probably, we really couldn't even get into shows until I was like 18. I was but... going
0: to say, that's something that Bridget and I have talked about, and a lot of friends that have gone to shows a lot over the years. Back then, there was always like a, like a three-tiered system, like age limit. It's like, this is all ages. 18 and up or 21 and up and it seemed like the best shows were always like 18 or 21 and up so you can never could go and then by the time at least for me like by the time i turned 21 then it was like yeah that whole 21 and up thing that doesn't apply anymore unless it's at a bar like now because people like realize like oh well if we make it an all-ages show like we can make a fuckload more money which makes sense but it's like, man, I remember like missing out on like tremendously awesome tour, like package tours. Like we go to like Orbit Room or yeah. the intersection or something like that, and be like, "Oh, I can't go because it's sponsored by Jägermeister and they're like apparently giving away free shit or something." I don't know, but I can't be there because it's twenty one and up, and I'm you know nineteen twenty. Yeah, and I remember
1: when Tool played Orbit Room, and I couldn't go to that because I was only seventeen. But half of my friends were eighteen, so they they went. That sucks. yeah. <laughs> Not that I'm a big Tool fan, but I would have gone just for the hell of it. And, it's a good but, time. Yeah, um, but yeah, there uh, I, I would go to as many shows as I could. Um, I think my first show was like in, I went to Indiana. Um, I saw Peg Boy, um, punk rock band, indie rock. Well, I guess there'd be more punk rock than indie, but um, yeah, when I was like 15. Uh, my friend's brother's um, friends' band was opening up the show, so that's kind of how we ended up there, and his parents drove us down, and that
0: was a fun time,
1: but. Did
0: you ever end up taking photos of bands back then as well? Like, or not really ever... Think not really, because
1: there was always rules back then. Like you, like, you have to have credentials, and I guess there still are rules, but um, I never really thought about it back then. I, I kind of had a camera on... Um, I'm sure if I dig through my negatives, I could find some shows. Like, I, like, I remember, uh, like, shooting downtown, like, festival, uh, festival of the arts Irish, every year. Yeah. I would shoot, I remember Mustard Plug shooting them back, what was it, like, 92, 93, <laughs> back when they had the original, original lineup, Mustard Plug, with all the original members. And just, like, stuff like that, like, big public shows, i bring my camera to, but as far as, like, bring my camera into, like, a club, like, I never really thought about it, because, um, just thought it wasn't allowed. Although I did... Um, I, mean, I think one of the first ones I shot was uh, the Misfits, the new Misfits. At, well, with uh, what? what can I can't remember. Like Graves, Michael, Michael Graves. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep. He. I didn't think um, of his name. That was like 96, 97 at uh, the Reptile House. Yep. Uh, downtown, and um, I just i I didn't have a pass or anything. I just brought my camera, and I guess they assumed that I was a photographer. I think somebody asked me, and I just told them I was like a, a school newspaper or something <laughs> like that, and uh yeah until you make it man yeah and i got some good shots out of that uh just you know shooting with my shitty film camera with a pop-up flash
0: and um yeah that was a good time so i guess going back to the the music thing so it sounds like you've kind of always been interested in music at what point did you decide to start marrying your your love of you know your your passion of shooting like photography and then, you know, going to shows and kind of taking concert photography. Cause I feel like it is a, a very specific thing with, with photography. Cause you can't just yeah. go in there. Like you got to pay attention to your, your lighting and you're looking for cool shots, uh, which I'm sure is like something that you, instead of just constantly looking through your, your lens, you're kind of looking all around at all times for a quick, and you know, got to be quick with it. Cause, you know, an instant or that moment can be gone in an instant. So, right. Um, well, I always wanted to be in a band and i think that I had a lot did you I ever take... play an instrument or yeah out? i did
1: i was a, i was a drummer really? in my friends band um, <laughs> and i was so bad i got kicked out after about a month <laughs> i couldn't keep a beat and oh um, man i just i wasn't holding the sticks the right way i would i you that cuz i was <laughs> destroying the sticks because i was hitting them on the uh, edge of the cymbal and they would just like start shattering and he's like no no you got to hold them like this hold them like this Match stick grip yeah and uh, um, yeah i got booted out of a band um <laughs> Well, we just we just played cover songs too. We do like um, what was it, Social Distortion, Joy Division. Punk stuff. Yeah, just yeah, punk stuff, and uh, which was a good thing. I mean, I, I wasn't even mad about the decision. It was almost like a weight was lifted <laughs> off my shoulders. So um, yeah, and then I would go to um, the practices, uh, even though I wasn't in the band anymore, and I would just kind of just hang out and just like take pictures and in my my friend's basement with the band playing. Uh, and so yeah, that, I guess that's kind of like what started my my the whole marriage of like music and photography and i just kind of wanted to go like shoot things on a, a bigger scale like this concert lighting
0: and stages and like real bands not just my friends bands so how did you how did you get into it like did you just kind of like with the the misfits thing like just kind of show up with your gear and try yeah to get in there and i mean because there there is a process to actually like going and shooting a show like there's credentials that have to be passed out right like, uh, concessions made ahead of time uh, so how did you start because I'm sure that you didn't have <laughs> credentials to go shoot shit no
1: well I guess I, the Misfits thing the one I shot that first one was it was kind of an accident I just I showed up my camera I actually left that show because I, I the Jerry only he was just kind of you know remember I don't know if you've ever been at a, a reptile house but they, it was kind of like in two sections like they'd have Vaguely. like a bar area and then they'd have like, like a lounge area off to the side like a separate room or something like that well um, Jerry only was kind of walking around shaking uh, hands with all these fans and stuff like walking around. I'm like, holy shit, like there's like he's one of the good guy in the band that I'm going to see is like hanging out with fans and taking pictures. Like that's so why I quick drove home, got my camera, came back. Um, so, I mean, that was I, that's kind of reason why I shot that show. Um, there's a few others uh, in town. But um, yeah, that those were kind of just like one off deals. Um, I didn't really start seriously getting into it until maybe until i got my digital gear back like in like you know 2009, 2009. or whatever it was um uh i, I started out with kind of like a, a digital point and shoot mm-hmm. and i would just go into shows my brother um who really influenced me on uh, music my music taste and how I grew up he'd make me he's older yep uh, he's four years older okay uh, he made mixtapes for me and um, kind of helped craft my musical taste um he, I would go to shows with him just because uh, it was kind of a weird point in my life where I wasn't really doing much. Um, you know, it's kind of living at, you know, at my dad's basement, um, <laughs> kind of bored out of my mind. So like, I'm like, all right, I got go to get the house. Let's go to some shows, let's go to some concerts. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I had this little mini point and shoot uh, and I, I would, I think it was like Reverend Horton Heat that I remember shooting. At intersection, okay, and that was easy. I mean, there's nobody like really showing up at <laughs> that show on the, on the main stage, yeah. so I just I, I kind of worked my way to the front of the barricade and just like snap some shots, and then I was like, oh, you know, I got some pretty good shots out of that. Um, I'll you know I'll bring my I'll go to some more shows, bring a, a better better camera, and you know see what else I can do. So I I upgraded uh, lenses, cameras, and then I just kind of started sneaking my my gear into shows uh snoop dogg I I I shot uh, I shot that um by sneaking in my my gear, a backpack into there. Uh got some pretty decent shots from the back of the room. And then uh I started uh you know, I I I got a nice little portfolio built up uh, about as good as that you can get from just sneaking your camera into shows and shooting from <laughs> the back of the place. Um and uh I started getting some attention. I would uh, on Facebook I would tag people, tag bands, tag venues, whatever. And then finally uh some of the venues started taking notice. And they're like, hey, well, you know, your stuff, you know, it's not too bad. Why don't you come down? You know, we'll, we'll we'll get you a free ticket, plus one or whatever, and then just start, you know, just give some copies of photos, and it just kind of took off from there.
0: Shooting concerts, what what are you looking for as as the photographer? What do you notice? Because basically, you're you're capturing moments that, you know, maybe from a different perspective that other people aren't, whether it be the artist, whether it be the crowd. How When you go to a show, are you able to – Are you? I guess I'm asking a, a bunch of questions all in one. So let me start from the, the first one. When you go to a show, what are you looking to shoot? What is it that catches your eye? Uh,
1: something different
0: that hasn't been
1: captured before. Um, I, I mean these bands, they go on tour. I mean every show there's like four or five or six photographers shooting the same, from the same area that you are. So I'm, I'm just trying to do something different, something, a different angle, different, I, I don't know, like I just I, I, just something that people are gonna see this photo, I'm be like, wow, I haven't seen that before. That's 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 very interesting, it captures my attention. Let's see some more. Um, so yeah, I guess that's that's basically the main thing I go after. But it's so hard to do, like I, since I said there's, you got so many other photographers shooting the same show and same angles, so. Um, yeah, yeah, are you just trying to set yourself apart from everybody else?
0: I'm trying to remember what part of the other part of that question I was asking. Um so when trying to when you go to shows, is it hard for you to just go to a show and not photograph it? Like Oh I can't I can't go to a show and, and not have a camera. No? Like
1: I I did that God, when was the last time I did that? Yeah, I think it we was Detroit. Um when I went to go see Lana Del Rey with my my girlfriend and some of her friends, and I, I it was one of the first times I, I went to a show and I didn't have a pass for it, and I was like up on the balcony and I was like, God damn it! Like I wish I was down there in the pit <laughs> where all the action was. And um, I, I still had a camera with me. It was a little point and shoot film camera, but um, so I guess I really can't say I didn't have a camera with me. But um, I, the whole time I'm up there, I'm like I'm just like looking at the people in the pit. I'm like saying, he's so jealous. I'm like I wish I was down there. I wish I was shooting. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really hard. I just to, because when I'm at a show and I'm, I don't have a camera with me, I'm just thinking like, wow, that would be a good shot. That would be a good shot. Like, oh man, this, I could be getting this. And it just, it drives me crazy. So I just, I like, I'll always bring something with me. Even if I'm not, um, there to shoot it specifically, I'll just bring like a film
0: camera or just a little point and shoot. <clears throat> now, you mentioned that, you know, it drives you nuts not to, to have a camera at a show when's the last time you actually saw a full show because something that people may not know when you're shooting like i'll use janet jackson for instance because that's a show we both covered indirectly you were told actually i'll let you tell us tell for those who may listen tell them on on average what the standards or uh requirements are actually requirements aren't the right word the uh The rules. The rules. Yeah, that's a good. That's a better term. The The, rules of you shooting a, a professional like big show.
1: Well, the rule. The typical rules are three songs, no flash, which means you get the first three songs. The artist goes on. And then no flash because
0: the artist doesn't want fucking flash going off in their face, blinding them. So, sorry to uh, cut you off. Something I've always actually wondered is it three songs when the artist starts, or can you, like, like if a band's like slowly, like, members of the bands yeah. are coming out, can you shoot that, or is it literally when the a song starts, Usu- like, now you can go?
1: Usually when the lights go down. Okay. And then um, sometimes there might be like an intro. Yep. Like, yeah. Uh, that doesn't usually count. Although when I, I did shoot Trans Siberian Orchestra when I had to shoot Trans Siberian Orchestra <laughs> last week, um, there was an intro and that I guess apparently that counted as one song, which I was kind of pissed okay. about. Okay,
0: I've, I've wondered that because there are bands who have intros or yeah, but parts where like individual members will come out, or there's like a you know a solid two to three minutes of shit yeah, that you could be shooting. So I just wanted to make sure well, that that's not. Yeah, I
1: usually I guess in another. Uh, well, what they they do is three songs or fifteen minutes. So whichever comes first, <laughs> right? And I, I've never really had anybody there with a timer, like well, aside from Janet Jackson, of course. But
0: um, well, the Janet Jackson one was more interesting. Yeah, that's why I brought that one up.
1: So yeah, Janet Jackson. Um, instead of three songs, no flash. We were given thirty seconds at the back of the floor, the soundboard, the soundboard, yeah, uh, which is fine. Like soundboard shoots. I mean, I still everyone's head. So. Yeah,
0: yeah, and which is not a problem for me because 66 six. Yeah, I was gonna say for those who don't know, Tony's usually the tall person at a show, blocking your way. Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but yeah, uh, soundboard shoots I usually don't have a problem with
1: because um, I, I I got enough gear to, to cover me, long lenses and all that. But thirty seconds was what we were told for Janet Jackson, and it wasn't even the first thirty seconds of the fir- the, the first song; it was the last. 30 seconds of the first song so we had to sit there with our gear just ready to go at a and, moment's notice Yeah, and there's a tour manager like right in front of us like like he was it was a fucking race like a drag race And he's ready to drop the flag and like one two like go And so I was just staring at him the whole time waiting for him to give us the okay, and then 30 seconds um, once he, he he put up his finger, shoot now we started shooting and <laughs> It was this I was blasting off as much as I could zooming in and out just trying to get whatever I could in 30 seconds. It was <laughs> fucking terrible.
0: About- how how do you prepare? Because indirectly you have to know that that's coming like you only have 30 seconds like before you even go to the show. So how do you prepare for a show where you have 30 fucking seconds to get content that's going to be published?
1: You you really can not I mean you gotta know how to use your gear of course and and just be quick you can't like fuck around with lenses or your settings so I just I kind of gauged the lighting there I kind of figured out what it was going to be I I think I might have fired one a couple shots off looked at like my preview on the screen I'm like okay that's what I'm going with and I just start firing away I just remember I I actually rented a a fucking lens for that too and this before I knew it was gonna be 30 seconds I probably don't think I would have rented it if uh, uh, I knew that it was Given such a short amount of time to shoot, but um, yeah, um, I, I had a really big zoom lens, so I just kind of I zoomed in and zoomed out, and and that was basically it. it was like over as soon as it started. <laughs> um, and all the photos look like shit anyway. They were just, I mean, there was some that were okay, but I mean, you've seen them. They I were, saw them. Yeah, they were. It looked like I was rushed. It like it looks like.
0: Really At that point, I, I, it's always interesting. Like I don't understand why an artist's PR team, tour managers, whoever, whoever's in charge of giving out the credentials. I never understood why it's like you would basically set it up to where your artist is is not going to be presented in the best, no pun intended, the best possible light. It's like you get 30 seconds to shoot from I'll I'll say probably about 75 to 100 yards away. Then it's like, and you have 30 seconds, and in that time, like you just described, like you're you're quickly shooting, looking at it, and trying to see what's working, what's not, like what, how it's going to turn out. And in that time, like, you know, you could have already just wasted 10, 15 seconds, so it's like, it's not really, especially if the show is being reviewed for a local audience or however far the, the reach is for whoever's reviewing the show, that does no, that's, that's more of a disservice, I feel, than it is a service. Yeah,
1: and it, when you give them a 30, the photographer's 30 seconds to shoot, like, you you it's you don't even care. I think you're just doing it as like, well, you know, we gotta get photographers into the show. I mean, it's kind of like the rule of thumb. Yeah, yeah, so we'll just we'll just give them 30 seconds
0: and and let them get whatever they want and they'll be happy. So before I segue into the next topic I kind of want to talk about uh, with you, what are, what are some of the your the shoots of shows that stand out to you? What are some of the, the shows that you've shot in the past uh, you said 2009 was really when you started taking it seriously. So like what the last yeah. seven, six, seven. Well, years? Those, the
1: the early stuff was really bad. <laughs> um, Have you is... tried to go back and fix
0: any of it? Like, can you take like the raw files and kind of fix them a little yeah. more?
1: And I, I did that a few times. Like, um, what was that? The AP tour. I was talking uh, to you about this the other day. The, um, the Ghost Inside. When I shot them. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I. That was back when I had my, like all my early gear, and I just to take another stab at, at editing some of those, and and I got a, I got a f- few to look a lot better. That than, you salvaged, more yeah, Like for lack of a better term, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, most of the stuff I shot, um, early on, it, it just looked really bad. I mean, a lot of it was um vertical. For some reason, I never shoot vertical <laughs> right now. I only shoot horizontal, um, just because it looks more cinematic and, um yeah they just uh, you pick up like little things like that i just kind of improved. like every show i shot i just kind of picked up a little thing here and there like how to uh, white balance like how to uh, frame things properly and just kind of fill the frame and um uh yeah i it just so, like maybe like the first like two or three years i, I shot i just i kind of looking back at the photos i'm like wow i wish i could redo that it just doesn't look par with the stuff i got going around right now um yeah, as far as shows that stick out though, I don't know. Um, I like the smaller stuff, like big arena shows, like big names, like um, they don't, I mean, it, the lighting is better and uh, there's more people there going crazy, but I, I like the small shows, like the, the like 50 people, 100 people at a small club and um, the small stage people. I mean, it's- it, 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 The interaction
0: it, between the crowd and the, the band. Right, the yeah, interview. it's more
1: more personal. Um, Yeah, you
0: don't get that with, like, the big arena shows. (laughs) No, you don't. No. Um, So there's, like, not really a specific show coming off the top of your head where you're like, man, when... I mean, I'm just pulling a show that I remember seeing recently or that pulled up in a time hop of mine, but, like... Man, seeing Foxy Shazam and seeing how like, the keyboard player like got into the crowd, puts his like keyboard on the crowd and he's still playing on top of them, or their singers like putting cigarettes out on his like you know tongue or you know whatever eating cigarettes, like nothing. You don't have like a, a thing kind of like that, like that kind of pops out where you're like, oh man, this moment.
1: Yeah, well, um, there's so many shows. It's hard to think of like a specific one. Um, some of the metal shows I really like shooting metal. Um, and it was a genre that I never really listened to before I started getting into photography. But um, the bands and like the fans are just, they're kind of more passionate. Like, yeah, they're way more passionate and uh, it just they're way more interesting to shoot than just like typical like indie rock stuff that I'm used to shooting. Um, I, there's a lot like hip hop, some hip hop stuff like Danny Brown was like really fun, especially the openers for that. Um, uh, what was his name? Zaloopers, um, I think his name was. He uh, he just went out in the crowd. He was like the I think he was the first or second opener, and he just like he was going to ape shit. He just went out in the middle of the crowd and he was riling up the crowd. And I I saw that and I was like I had to get in there. So I just I, I pushed my way into the pit with my camera. I just started snapping away. Um, I just love that when just when when artists just kind of get up close and personal like that with the
0: crowd. Um, recently, you had a shot that kind of went viral, I guess I'll... for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, you were shooting... I'll mention the band and I'll kind of let you tell the story. But uh, you were shooting the Killswitch and Gage, 36 Crazy Fists, and somebody else I'm blanking on show at the intersection. Um, what, uh... What? Because I, I honestly, like, I remember seeing the event that you photographed. I remember seeing it from where I was, like, far back. But, like, I feel like... Because, you know, those who see for concert photographers, like you'll you'll be in front of the barricade, so like usually your back's turned to people and you're you're filming the band, more oftentimes than not. At least that's the I would say what most photographers would probably do, because why shoot, you know, people behind you? Yeah. Uh so why don't you kinda quickly tell that story and, and what happened with well, Yeah, that. Uh, yeah, I think
1: that was kill switching game. It was. Yeah. And um yeah, and that was one of those shows where it, that just the, the the band and the crowd was so passionate and they're just going nuts that I just was kind of sticking around. I was, I think it was after my three songs, and I was just off to the side of the stage and like people were just pouring over the barricade, crowd surfing, and I was just kind of like looking at that and just snapping away and just in awe of like what was going on, just this one after another. And um, then I saw I was just kind of sh- shooting and I saw this this kid get pushed up to the the front of the barricade and he had a, uh, a, a stick like a like a blind cane that blind people would wear or walk walking around stick. with yeah a walking stick and i was like well that's pretty fucking rad. i have never seen anything like this at a show before and he like wasn't stressing he was like he calm. he was totally calm like yeah. he just had this like this look on his face like like not it's not a big fucking deal so he, he had his arms out too, just like, like he was letting the crowd like be in control, just like kind of guide him through whatever was going on. I thought it was just amazing. So I mean, naturally, I didn't even think twice about it. I just kind of I brought up my camera and it started snapping away, and uh, the shots turned out really, really well. Um, and I, I've seen the kid before uh, a few shows at metal shows, but I never seen him really do anything like that before and I, I just posted it online like when as soon as i got home i was like wow like check this out you know it's that kill switch and shade engage show um check it out and just it started going viral and, and people started passing around and um found out uh the kid's name is tony gebhard um the local news they they got him they brought him into the studio did an interview with him um, showed the photo, uh, and of course they showed the wrong photo. They,
0: <laughs> they showed the, like, the outtakes I took, and I, I should have just sent them the freaking The mastered for, one. Yeah, it. exactly. Well, I was going to say, even uh, Jesse, the singer of Kill Switch, shared the photo and yeah. said something about, again, sorry to kind of take the story, but uh, I remember reading the caption because like, I knew it was your photo because you had sent it to me before because I was working on the show review, so I recognized it, and I was like, wait a minute, who else has this already? Like, you know, because I... You know, you and I work pretty closely together. Like, I'll ask you to send me some photos to make sure like things I'm talking about are represented in the photos that you're going to be submitting. Just because I think it's a good uh, parallel between the, the writing and the the visuals, so that way someone can really feel like they're, you know, there. But I remember seeing Jesse share it. And apparently he was talking about how like tour is really hard and it's long and you miss family and you miss all these things. And sometimes it's like, you know, something different and unique like you were just talking about that happens that makes, you know, sets shows apart. It makes them, you know, turn it around for them. And he was like, you know, this kid was blind and, you know, he's at a metal show and he's, you know, has no care in the world. He's just having a good time. And it kind of makes you like reevaluate everything and just kind of be like, man, maybe like shit's not so bad. And you know, he's like put a smile on my face and honestly it was like the first time I'd ever seen anything like that. And I think he gave you photo credit as well on his Instagram. Yeah, which was really cool. Yeah. Um so I mean like for me like that was that was kinda of rad, like to know that like indirectly something you and I like were both like, holy shit, like you caught it, I was gonna write about it anyway, like that's awesome. Like yeah. that it became something. Uh, even if only for a day. But I mean, that's still like to me like that's the fun part of doing show reviews and or more for you, like you capturing something that like you said like no one else is probably going to notice or like you know you saw a lot of comments like holy shit i know that kid or yeah i saw that and that was fucking rad and it's like you were able to provide a moment like captured that like people will talk about and probably will talk about for a while and who hell who knows maybe the next time kill is in town they'll be like last time we were here there's this fucking kid blah, blah 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 like you know like i think that's it adds kind of to the local lineage of of our shows yeah in um, this way, I, I I love shooting shows because you don't know what's going to
1: happen, um, like stuff like that. I mean, it's it's rare, but um, I mean, if you just at the right moment, the right time, you have your camera ready to go, then you can get stuff like that, and, and
0: that's what keeps me going. I just, I mean, you just don't know what's yeah. going to happen. Speaking of not knowing what's going to happen, and and talking about uh, things kind of uh, crisscrossing in your your in your shoots for your local or for bands. You had mentioned earlier the uh, AP tour with The Ghost Inside and Every Time I Die and 100th and there's another band I can't remember, but pretty much all just a stacked bill uh, from I think about three years ago at this point, two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you shot The Ghost Inside and in the last year and a half-ish, they've had a uh, tragedy happen where their bus uh, had a collision with a, a semi and the driver has both passed away and the members of the band have all had serious uh injuries. Uh, right. most uh notably uh Andrew, their drummer, lost his leg. Um now something that's to me really interesting and kinda of, like I said, ties your your actual nine to five job to this this other thing that you do with concert photography. Andrew has been rehabbing at your job at Mary Freebed free bed. I always kinda of mashed that word up. Um did you remember, like, without really knowing exactly what your job entails, when you found out th- who he was and that he was in a band, did you recall like shooting him at all, or? I don't like. I don't, th- like, I don't of- think so. No. I mean, I I found out like a, a patient was being
1: discharged because part of my job is I kind of have to sniff around the hospital because I work in the marketing department and just kind of try to find interesting stories for us to like, cover. Just try, try to push the hospital, the, the programs out, and stuff like that. <laughs> And um, somebody mentioned to me that there was a, a guy in a band um, in rehab, and he was ready to discharge uh, in a few days and just kind of like, you know, keep your eyes and ears open, see, um, you know, you, what you can get. And um, yeah, and then they, I found out what band he was. I kind of started researching it. I'm like, oh, it sounds familiar. Ghost Inside. And I started going through my archives, and I think I mentioned something yeah, about it too. Yeah, I think you,
0: yeah, because when you had told me you had had him, I was like, oh, you are like, oh, I, I feel like I shot them, and I, I was like, yeah, we were at that show that they, you know, at yeah. the intersection.
1: Yeah, and then that's when I kind of started digging through my archives,
0: and I, I'm like, oh, there it is, right there, like
1: Ghost Inside, and um, it, it was just, it was kind of crazy that that last time I saw him, he was uh, playing on stage, and now he's rehabbing at. Um, the job. hospital, yeah, my my, my job. So, um, yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. But we uh, um, we did a story on Andrew um, just because it's such an amazing story. Like you said, like what happened, like they're on tour and the, a collision happened. They lost um, members. Um, all all the band members got um, hurt pretty badly, and then they lost uh, the driver. But um, yeah, it's just it, like and. It's hard to explain. Um, what?
0: It's <laughs> hard to explain. I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to figure yeah. out where you're going.
1: Yeah. So am I. Um, but it just um, since then. I mean, we we we've done stories on Andrew. Um, we went to um, the AP awards. Um, what was, was that like? Did,
0: no, I I don't even know if I asked you. Like, did you actually get to shoot part of the show for what you were doing, or were you just like, oh, I'm here and I have a camera, so. I'll... Very DIY vibe. You just turn around and you're like, "Yeah, taking photos." Oh no, we had
1: we had full credentials. oh okay. yeah, so we were there for the, the entire time. We shot all the other bands and just kind of walked around the floor, it was, which was kind of surreal. Um, just you know, walking from table to table. And I'm not too familiar with. Um, I, I
0: think you were texting me like, "Do you know who this is?" Yeah, you I send you pictures of like, yeah. "Oh, who's this? this
1: guy looks like he might be important." Um, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that was really surreal. But um, it was great uh, to see um, Ghost Inside. I think that was their first appearance yep. um, together since, since the accident. accident. Yep. And they won the uh, the fan award. Yep. I believe most and dedicated fans. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And just seeing them all there together, it was it was really, really great. And just to be part of that. Uh, and, and just how, how the whole thing. I it's still it's hard, still hard to believe. Just uh, I shot them. Now I'm at AP Awards with
0: them as their guest and. It all went together. How how weird is it to... I guess weird isn't the right word. Uh, How surreal is it at times to see something that you've worked on for your job that's just actually your job being shared on like the PRP and a bunch of like music websites and getting probably hundreds of millions of hits on something that you're helping... Content you're helping create. But that's also... While it's about Andrew and his amazing recovery process and what he's going through, it's also putting a, a great spotlight on your place of work and and what they're able to do um so how awesome is it that like you know you're just able to like most people who work at a hospital probably aren't going to get the reach that you're getting under the circumstances of the patients they have yet your your andrew story and the the hospitals just getting so much publicity out of this like it's got to be feel really good that like you're just kind of killing it on all levels there like between the projects you're working on and stuff for your job yeah i mean it's it's great when you could i mean you combine something
1: that you love like music photography and then you get a patient like andrew who come in and you could just work with him and and he's been so great too as accommodating i mean like i said he he got us in the ap awards and i mean anytime we want to do like a a story on him or just follow him around with the camera like in his rehab process like it's it's just so great um and um, I don't
0: know um, do you not was, t- do you tend to find that this sounds terrible the the normal people aren't willing to be so open with sharing their like recovery experience like that it's a little bit harder to get that out of them I think
1: you no know, most people are there they they I mean because they love the place so much I mean because it's a place of healing a place of rehab um, they, they love it like a lot of like part of my day-to-day job is there is to go around and take patient photos um, Without boring you too much about it, um, we just do these little update cards that we send out to the hospitals they come from. Just kind of keep them updated on like their condition, how they're doing there. And um, most, of, I, like I have this whole spiel I go into every time, like, oh hey, my name's Tony, and the camera guy here is okay. If I take your photo, this is the reason why I'm taking your photo. Um, you can say no, it's not a big. Deal, but we just want to keep all these people updated and how you're doing at the hospital you came from. And they're like, "Oh, you do." A lot of times they say, "Oh, you do whatever you want." You know, "I love this place; it's great." So, I mean, the, the, the patients there tend to be really outgoing. But um, in Andrew's case, I mean, he, he went above and beyond, like as far as like granting, like, granting us access to, uh, you know, his life and what's going on with him. So that was that was really special.
0: Um, kind of wrapping it up. <clears throat> another issue that i tend to find with with concert photography or just really photography in general is stealing of photos yes um how walk me through what it's like to to see someone using your photos and not giving you the credit whether they're, they're cropping out watermarks or just straight up like I mean, within reason, like, it's it, in the age of social networking, the way it is, like, it's easy just to grab a photo and, and not know where you got it. Like, you could screenshot it and then forget. Right. Um, but as someone who's on the other end of that, where you you literally are the person whose stuff is being taken, like, I mean, what it, is that like for you? It's like a punch in the gut.
1: Like, it it kind of hurts when you, you spend all this time and effort into creating something, making something, and just somebody grabs it and and doesn't really give you credit for it or acknowledge you. Um, it, it kind of stinks. I mean, I get it, though. I mean, it, it's it, this, you know, social media age where, you, I mean, you just grab Contact, things. That, yeah, yeah, and just, you want to post something, you just grab a photo here or there. I mean, I'm sure I've been guilty of it, too, in the past, but um, I, I get it. But when you take, crop my watermark
0: out or airbrush it out and then use it... has um, that happened? Like, we've seen people just straight up, like, like, take it, like sometimes you've gotten good at like putting it in places where it's like it if you kind of manipulate it a little bit you'll definitely notice that like something's happened where it yeah. is um do you have you i would assume people have just straight up like like you said photoshopped it out or whatever oh yeah that,
1: that's happened before
0: um uh, without
1: naming names um uh since i mean we settled this in the past I, i'm not gonna name the name of the band but um yeah it was a band that took a photo they wanted to buy the rights to a photo and we didn't really come to an agreement on anything so we just kind of left it as as it were and then uh, about a year later i see him using that photo for like their <laughs> tour posters and stuff like that i'm like what the fuck and i so i call them out on it and then it kind of started a shitstorm on you know social media and we ended up settling it you know i got paid for it but uh, it was still kind of shitty because i got kind of called out for calling them out and they're like, well, why don't you call? Like, why why don't you just contact the band? Like, why do you have to do this? I mean, what, like, the, the correct way to do this is to you know reach out to them. Like, well, fucking try doing that in the first place. And oh, we didn't come you. to agreement, and
0: then they stole my photo. So, how um, often does that happen? Like, either a band or I would assume even venues probably snake shit as well. I don't know if that's the <laughs> the, the more PC way of saying that, but I mean indirectly, that's what they're doing. They're basically just taking something without maybe without yeah, asking
1: in what lot of it um bands uh, artists i mean as, as long as you say something they're like oh sorry they, they don't most of the time they don't realize they're doing it and right you just kind of you just say like hey just you gonna tag me in that and they, they'll do that but every once in a while you'll just see something floating around and it has your watermark cropped out and it's it, it kind of sucks that you're not getting recognition because that's how i kind of you know build my business i i try to yeah, I do a lot of freelance stuff. I try to work with bands. I try to do promos and stuff like that. And I'm just trying to get my name out there. So when somebody takes an image and doesn't really give me credit, then it it affects me that way.
0: How have you? Do you get other? Do you get uh, other jobs from some of the concert photography you've done? Like do. You, like, maybe not per se, like, a band goes, hey, like, we know Tony, like, you know, this person shot this, whatever, or shot us last time, it looked really good, we got some good photos, or there were good photos of us, we'd like to have him come back out, like, do you ever get that at all, or yeah. is it just kind of...
1: Yeah, um, I mean, uh, who, what bands do I do, like, do that too? I think, uh, Verve Pipe, they, okay. I, I shot them, like, I shot them, uh, they do, like, an annual holiday show, Yep. and I... Um, I was just happened to be there, and I took some photos of them uh, once, and they liked them, and they are like, well, we're going to come out again this year and like take some photos and buy some. So um, I ended up getting some business uh, that way. Um, yeah, a lot of times bands, they'll want photos to use for promotional purposes, and they're like, yeah, we saw the stuff that you shot at our show a few months ago, and we need this photo for uh, media purposes. Like, how much will it cost to you know, get this photo so we can have the rights to it to use to promote ourselves? And you know I get a lot of stuff like that and promo shoots, um, like Alfonso, um, I shot him. Um, Heartsick, Heartsick. Yep. Formerly uh, no, no life. life. Yep. yep. Um, yeah, I've done promo stuff for them. So yeah, it it it, it kind of snowballs. You know, you kind of shoot some promos, you shoot live
0: stuff, and it kind of go into like other areas too. Um. I guess in conclusion, is there, you want to plug like your socials or any of your, your businesses or anything like that so people can look you up?
1: Yeah, you could follow me on Instagram, Nork USA, NorkUSA, N-O-R-K-U-S-A. Um, also on uh, Facebook, Anthony Norcus Photography um, and NorkUSA.com, which uh which working on the website. But it, by the end of the year, it should be looking pretty, pretty good. The killer. end of the year as well, in like got, tomorrow? Yeah, I got about 24 <laughs> hours to do it. So Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can follow me on there. And uh, any questions or anything else, just hit me up, and I'll be happy to uh, help you out.
0: Do You guys do coming. any? Do you do any uh, wedding photography or anything? I do. All? My
1: uh, my girlfriend and I we do a uh, wedding. We have a wedding photography business called Lemon Moon Photography, and that's probably just Lemon Moon Photography. Yep. and Everything. dot com or non Facebook Lemon Moon Photography. Right. So if you have any engagements coming up, this kind of engagement season. People coming home for the holidays and kind of getting
0: engaged. You know, you're looking for a good engagement or wedding photographer feel free to look us up he also did uh took the shot that i'm using for my podcast uh profile picture thingy so that was a fun day of shooting shit around grand rapids yeah, we and using do that again. Polaroid. yeah i definitely want to <laughs> um well thank you for coming and spending an hour with me and kind of discussing everything it was a uh, it was a lot of fun yeah, same here. Don't really get to talk about it that often, so it's kind of good to unload on somebody. I books. feel like it's definitely a thing where people are aware of, of you know, seeing concert photography, but I don't think people realize, like, what all goes into it and, you know, the history of the people who are doing it. Um, so I kind of wanted to have you, especially with the, the thing with Andrew and your job being kind of a content creator through photography and whatnot, that I thought it was kind of an interesting marriage of, you know, your passion in music and concert photography and your 9-to-5 job working at uh, at the hospital, so figured that was a, a rather interesting perspective on everything that you know not everyone's privy to or whatever and i know i enjoy when you tell me some of these stories about things so i mean i can't be the only one yeah so thanks again yeah you're welcome thanks for having me yeah and that's uh that's the podcast for this week thanks for listening yeah. we we'll walk around the room and back